Punk Rock HR is sponsored by BetterWorks. The world's most dynamic organizations rely on BetterWorks to accelerate growth by supporting transparent goal setting, enabling continuous performance, and learning from employee insights. BetterWorks is on a mission to help HR leaders make work better. Discover how they can help you by visiting betterworks.com today. Hey everybody, I'm Lori Brudeman. Welcome back to Punk Rock HR. My guest today is Carolyn Sathy. She's the SVP of People and Culture at Mission. On today's show, Carolyn and I talk about the world of human resources, her origin story, what she does for a living, and why she's passionate and optimistic about the world of work. You know, I talk to a lot of human resources professionals, and the one thing I appreciate is when someone is honest and candid and really direct about what's working and what isn't in the world of work, and Carolyn is that. She talks about how people have power, about how companies need to get on the bus, and about where the world of work can go if everybody starts working together to embrace change. It's really a fun conversation. I really enjoyed Carolyn, and I don't know that I say that about many HR leaders. So if you're interested in a fun and energetic conversation with a really terrific human resources leader, sit back and enjoy this chat with Carolyn Safi on this week's Punk Rock HR. Hey, Carolyn, welcome to the podcast. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, sure. You know, I like to say that every superhero has an origin story, especially HR superheroes. And I know that you've got a storied career in this world of work. So why don't you tell us who you are and what you're all about? Yeah. So I've been working in HR for, I haven't done the math. I don't know, maybe 15, 20 years. It's been a long time and I kind of fell into it. It wasn't something that I had planned to do over the course of my life. Even like out of high school, I I was working for like one of my parents' friends. They had like an accounting business and they kind of helped me get connected to this company and they needed help with like payroll. And then that introduced me to this whole kind of world of employment. And then from there, just kind of moved up and just tried different jobs. I left working corporate and then came back to it, tried a bunch of different things. But at the end of the day, I think it really attracted me because I could make a difference in people's lives. And so that has just kind of organically happened over time. And I've been very fortunate to have connected with people who have supported me, even when I didn't have a very clear vision of what my career should look like over time. I was fortunate to be connected with people who had that idea and kind of pushed me along the way. So tell us what you do to earn a paycheck right now. What are you doing? Yeah, so right now I lead the people and culture team at Mission Cloud. That includes everything from talent acquisition, talent development, and talent experience. So we don't use the traditional HR wording just to kind of get away from the sometimes negative connotation, like the department that has you 
platforms and like fires you like it's just more than that so we really wanted to focus on what is it that we do and we focus on the experience of the people that we work with and the people that we support to have a good experience and this comes at the very beginning when you're looking for a job to all the way to the end of your time with mission and we're actually very happy about that even when people go on to beyond mission we kind of think of them as our alums that learned a lot along the way and kind of spread the word about what a good workplace can look like. Oh, I love that. Well, you know, you said something interesting a moment ago that you're interested in like the human story, right? You're interested in helping out of being of service. And it makes me think when I started in HR like 20 years ago, they used to tell me, you like people? Go be a teacher. You want to help people out? Go be a real estate agent. Like that was that softer human side of HR was not in vogue. And we've done like a 180, right? In the past two decades. And now we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we like people now. Do you think this is going to stick? It has to stick. It has to stick because people are the ones doing the jobs. And so I think what has changed a lot over the last few decades is technology. And I think that maybe a few generations ago, it was easier for a person to not know any better about things that they're entitled to or better opportunities in other locations. But we have things like the internet and social media, and you can very easily find out. I mean, now we saw... I follow someone on TikTok, the salary transparency. She just goes around, asks people like, what do you make? I love that. So now people know like this is what you can make. New laws are being put into place where we are forced to be transparent. I've always tried to be transparent. We haven't always had, I don't know, the software to make it easy, but it's always been an open door. You want to know how much you should be getting paid, how much we're willing to pay for your job. What is the salary range? Let's talk about it. Let's help you understand where you fall within the range and why. There's a lot of things that I think people don't necessarily know that they're entitled to to know that we can help with. Yeah, makes sense. You know, there is this feeling, and we can talk about this, that, oh, that's nice of you to be so pro-people. You're in tech. You almost have to be. So first, tell us what Mission Cloud does, and tell me, are you forced to like people just because the market is making it hard for you right now? (laughs) I get to like people. (laughs) So our goal is to reinvent the world through cloud services. Uh, We are managed services provider and cloud consulting company. We work with AWS and we help people accomplish their mission. It's actually one of our core values focused on their mission. There's a lot of different ways that that can play out. And we have a lot of different ways where we can support people to do that. I think that's what's the cool thing about this. When people think about tech, I think they make it be this kind of unattainable thing that is like you will never understand it. And that's not what it is. Is it's in everything that we do every day. It's in the websites that you use. It's in the applications on your phone and it's all learnable. A lot of people can even learn it on YouTube. So I think we just need to make it a little bit more accessible to people to understand what are the things that we're doing and how they can be a part of it too. So you're in this amazing world of tech and I was joking like the market makes you have to like people. And actually that's not true because right now tech is going through kind of a reckoning of its own and trying to figure out how do we staff, right? How do we look to the future, especially with, you know, these large language models and generative AI and all that stuff that's trendy right now. So, okay, the tech industry is having this reckoning. What does that mean for all the good stuff that we talked about, like well-being and diversity, inclusion, equity and belonging? Yeah, I think it's actually an opportunity for us to make a difference. So we have a program which we call our evolution program, and it's tied to our cloud literacy commitment. You talked about how do we get people in these roles? We learned that very early on. Our 
company is a little bit over five years old. So we're still kind of a baby, but we're growing very quickly. And that was hard. Sometimes just getting people to apply for a job is not going to be that it's not that easy. And so recruiting isn't the only solution. We also have to build people. And so from an early time, we invested in talent development. And what does that look like? And the cloud literacy commitment to us was a commitment to spread awareness that this is an opportunity, that this is a possibility of a job that you could have. When you are a little kid in school and they ask you what you want to be when you grow up, you're probably thinking like a fireman or a doctor or whatever it might be. There are other options that you may not know. For sure. Yeah, there's HR. Come on, join the... <laughs> <laughs> there's HR. There's a project management job. There's a yeah. bunch of different things that you could do. There's like a billing analyst. Like there's a lot of exciting things that you could be doing that like you just don't know that exist out there. So our commitment was it's a little bit more focused around cloud engineering primarily because that's the place where it's a little bit more difficult to find people. So we want there to be more cloud professionals even if it's not at mission. We're out there sponsoring people to get their certifications just to come and listen to us talk about like the cool things that we do. And then if they are interested, they can join our internship program, they can join our apprenticeship program, and we can get someone from intern to full time in six months internally through education efforts that we have kind of proven over time, as well as with other partners that we have. Well, you know, I was just thinking, so you've got this amazing commitment to, you know, growing and creating the the next generation of cloud engineers. I don't know that universities know that. So I'll just tell you, I had a conversation with the interim dean of the humanities department at my alma mater. And she was like, yeah, we're going to graduate all these kids with like creative writing degrees. And they don't know that they can go into marketing. And she was like looking for a solution. And the solution is partnerships, right? The solution is outreach. The solution is being curious, not just about academia, but being curious about the way the world of work works. And I just wonder, why doesn't that happen more often? Because we need these kids to go into to engineering. We need them to go into product marketing and to sales, right? Not everybody can be a poet or you can be a poet and do both. Yeah, I think it's starting to get better. That is something that we're constantly looking to improve is the number of partners that we have. Some of them are colleges and universities, and we do try to target places that have a high volume of underrepresented demographics of people, because that is something that we also struggle with. There isn't a lot of diversity in tech that comes naturally. I think it's something that only happens with intention and when you're deliberate about the way that you make hiring decisions or even the people people that we put through our evolution program. We just have to try to do this intentionally and deliberately. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen on its own. Unfortunately, I would love by human nature for us to evaluate everybody equally and not have all of these biases, but that's just not the way it works. And so I think that's somewhere where my team and I can help even just kind of calling attention to things that people are doing that may not necessarily be inclusive and also just being open to more communication internally. We have a very open approach to communication within the team, very transparent. And also we take a lot of feedback. So our own employees hold us accountable if they're seeing something that is going off track, whether it's a customer that we're working with, someone that we're considering taking an investment from, or even a policy that we're putting in place. I think it's just 
having that open heart and open mind to see that maybe we could do things a little bit differently or that we're not considering a certain perspective. You know, I like the word you used intentionality, being intentional, right? And I think, of course, like that makes so much sense. During challenging economic times, during a downturn, right? That's when the rubber meets the road. Can you continue to be intentional? And I know you can at Mission Cloud, but just in general, the world of HR, can we continue the forward progress or even will we when times are tough and we have to get scrappy. Yeah, well, even at Mission Cloud, it's hard. I actually met with our values advisory committee. It's a committee that we have. They're the protectors of our core values. They serve an advisory function to the senior leadership team. They keep us accountable and honest on anything that is related to our core values and if we're going off track. And they actually had the same question. They're like, is there a cultural shift? Are we living according to our core values? And as we talked about things, all of the things that came up were anxieties over economic downturn, they're hearing all these layoffs. And it's kind of like distinguishing the stresses of what's going on in the world versus like, if we're making a decision that maybe is not going to be super favorable, maybe raises aren't going to be like what we wish they would be at the time that we thought they were going to be. But that is when you lean into your culture and your core values. That's what they're for. They're not just here for the good times. If that was the case, that would be super easy and everybody would do it. But it's through those difficult moments that you can really prove that something is the right thing to do and the right thing to kind of hold dear. You know, a couple of years ago, God, it was a while ago, I saw a professional speaker on stage offer someone in the room a $100 bill if they could name their company's values. And I'd seen him do it a couple of times and people struggled to do that. So I just wonder, we were just talking about company values. Can you name yours? Yeah. So we have Embrace Life and that is about work-life harmony because obviously there's never going to be a perfect balance. This is how we address things like our focus on home, at work, and in the community, how we give back to our community. We have focused on their mission, and that is intentionally a little bit kind of like, who's they? And they are our customers. We like to think of us as mission control for the astronaut. The astronaut that walks on the moon gets all the glory, but they didn't do it alone. There's a whole team of experts behind the scenes, and that's us. So we're always focused on what our customer's mission is. Be inclusive. So that is about being inclusive of different people, different perspectives and fostering a collaborative spirit, we need to work well together. We are a fully distributed team. And so that means that things don't always happen as naturally as they would if you were in an office. And so you need to be able to work well with others. That's just kind of like a thing that needs to happen if you're going to work here. Accountability and action. So that's all about building trust. If you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, I'm going to feel like I need to be watching you. Like, did she do it? You know, what's going on? I can't really trust you. And so if we are all accountable to the things that we committed to and we do it with a sense of urgency, it builds a level of trust. And that's not just with peers, but also with our customers and with our partners. It's Embrace Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Continuous growth. So that's about having a growth mentality. So we strive to always learn more, be better as professionals, as a company. We add new competencies to our roster as a company all the time. We're always getting new certifications and we support each other in that journey of having a growth mindset. And then strive for excellence. So that's the last one. We have six. Strive for excellence is all about having that energy that you have when you kick off a project. You're very excited. You're going to like conquer the world. You're going to get it done right. And you're going to do it excellently. And so we always want to strive for excellence and do better with a can-do attitude. Oh my God, Carolyn. I'm so glad I didn't give you the $100 challenge. <laughs> <laughs> 
Where's my money? I know, I know. It's on the way. It's on the way. Definitely look for it in the mail. You know, I'm so glad you talked about a growth mindset because we talked about the program to really encourage cloud engineers, but a growth mindset is for everybody. And I know like during the pandemic, we talked a lot about like upskilling, new skilling, reskilling, and we don't really talk about that anymore. But man, learning is at the core of everything. If you're not learning, you're not growing, right? It's real important to thrive in this world. So tell me about your commitment to upskilling and to really um, making sure that people are always striving to learn at Mission Cloud. Yeah. Well, we we never stop talking about it. We talk about it all the time and not just with cloud engineering, like we have our leadership badge program. Some people find a passion for leading others. And so we, we support that for sure and have a structured program around that to support people that are interested in doing that. And sometimes, you know, people join the leadership badge program and find like it's not for them. And that's cool, too. Sometimes it's a different path that we have to take. And we support that. I think people are always given the freedom to think that they can change their mind. And I think we should all be free to change our mind and not be dinged for it. Like if you're not going to succeed in this, like you're in or you're out, I think it's like, cool, let's find, you know, the right seat for the right person. So absolutely. Well, I like this idea too, that we can embrace failure. And if it's in an environment where people are supportive and striving for excellence, is it even really failure or are you just pivoting? You know, like it's not that big of a deal. So I love that idea that you can learn, you can grow and you can change your mind. Have you changed your mind on something, Carolyn, lately? I'm curious about that. <laughs> yeah, I've, you know, I keep telling myself that like, this isn't permanent in the sense of like, I'm not locked down to this. I've always been fascinated by humans and history and why we do the things that we do. And for a while, I thought maybe I would be, I don't know, an archaeologist or something cool where I could just kind of learn more about like the past and how that influences us today. But then like, I'm here. So yeah. like, <laughs> but next year, maybe I'll be doing something else. I just meant, have you changed your mind on any sort of trends or issues, but I like that you want to be an archaeologist. Like, that's amazing. I think that's um, super that, fun. I change my mind all the time. In fact, I challenge people to change my mind all the time. I may have something that I believe is the right way to do it, and I may have the evidence that is leading me to believe that, but I'm always open to having a conversation or even a debate about why a different way might be right, and I've been known to have my mind changed, and I think we should all be that way. You know, I think about my own trajectory in human resources. And I don't think I had enough leaders who were willing to do that. Did you have a leader who made it okay for you to do that or that you're modeling? Or are you doing it in spite? <laughs> because I do plenty of things like I wish I would have had somebody to tell me it was okay to fail, right? And so I'm really big on embracing failure. So I wonder maybe if that's why you've changed your mind. I do it because I want people to let me do it. Like I'll give you an example. Someone on my team wanted to implement some software she did all her due diligence. She figured out like, this is like, this is it. Everyone says it's the best thing. We got into it. It wasn't cheap. <laughs> And it took a very long time to implement. And then once we had it implemented, we found that in practice, it just like was not friendly from an administrative perspective and it was causing more headaches than it was helping. I think for a while she felt like this has to work, that I suggested this and we'll lose all this money. Like what will happen if this doesn't work out? And I told her like, if it doesn't work out, like let's just do something else. Like there's no reason to keep doing something just because either we like committed to it or because everyone 
someone else that it's the best. Like maybe it's the best for them, but it's not the best for us. Like let's do it our own way. She was super happy because she was like, oh my gosh, I thought you were going to fire me. Right. <laughs> um, I try to think of that. And I've felt that before where people tell me like, you better make it work. And it's like, if it's not going to work, it's not going to work. Like, let's just be upfront with it. Like why stay in this like relationship with this piece of software that like it's not working more than we need to be. So I don't know. That is such a good example. And also now I want to know the software. Oh my gosh. No, I'm <laughs> I'll tell you from private. <laughs> oh my gosh, these are the real HR secrets here on Punk Rock HR. I love it. Well, you know, as we start to wrap up the conversation, I wonder where you see the HR industry going. Are you optimistic? Are you like encouraging young professionals to go into human resources? Or are you like, well, we got some work to do? Yeah, no, I definitely I mentor some people. I'm part of different HR groups. I think it's good to talk to other people that are in the industry because you feed off each other and you learn the things that are possible. Sometimes you didn't even know that something was possible. I think that even though there are difficulties, even like what is happening in tech right now, I think we can't go backwards. So fostering continuous growth even beyond Mission Cloud is going to be something that you just can't put the genie back in the bottle. I think a focus on mental health and wellness and just accepting the fact that we spend a very large part of our day at work and therefore work needs to take that into consideration. Have flexibility in the fact that if we want more women in the workforce, we need to be more flexible, especially with mothers and people who need time to be able to go and do that embrace life thing where sometimes you just need to step away and focus on home and then sometimes you'll be back and just rethink the job like does the job need to look like how it looked before or can it look a little bit different can it happen at different times does it have to be one full job can it be broken up into different pieces I think having that flexibility is something that everyone is going to be forced to do I think employees have power and they should know that and people change sometimes when they're forced to change. And if employees don't put up with situations that are not beneficial, eventually employers are forced to change. It may not be right away, but at least a dialogue can begin. Well, I'm so excited that you were on the podcast today. What a fun and energetic conversation. Very optimistic about human resources. I'm so thrilled about that. It balances out my cynicism. So thank you for that. If people want to connect with you, where should we send them? The best place would be LinkedIn. Yeah. Are you a big LinkedIn fan? I'm on there regularly. And and I post very regularly. Good. Well, we'll see you on LinkedIn. We'll make sure to include it in the show notes. And I want to thank you again for being a guest today on Punk Rock HR. Thank you. Thank you for having me. If you're interested in learning more about today's show, you can visit punkrockhr.com. There you'll find show notes, links, resources, and all the good stuff. Now that's all for today. Thanks for joining us, sharing this episode, and leaving thoughtful comments on Instagram and LinkedIn. We appreciate your support this and every week on Punk Rock HR. Punk Rock HR.